Welcome to the New York Comedy Club podcast, where we speak to comedians and friends of the New York Comedy Club. Today, our guest is Andre Thompson. What's up, y'all? Hey, Andre. And on hey, the man. other side, hey, you've got Nick, Emilio, and Amy. What up, Andre? You know, Amy, I just, I thought that was a recording every time I listened to the podcast. Oh, you no. do that. I do it live. Wow. Every time. It's impressive. Also, one time I called our podcast by the entirely wrong name, so I'm not that great at it. Yeah, well, it's pretty good. We got to get you voiceover work. Yeah. And uh, just go for I like, I prefer Andre D. Thompson. Excuse me. It just makes it Andre easier to D. find Thompson. me. I'm glad. you try to find me. I'm glad we brought that up immediately because yeah. I was going to ask. So have you you've gone with Andre D. Thompson? It's funny that whatever I see it on Twitter or Instagram, I'm always like, Andre. Andre. <laughs> Andre Thompson. Why do you I do mean, I know it's, you Andre, know, I know. That's but, funny. Yeah. Have you always done the D? I always had to. It's because uh, I think. Like after I was doing like music choice shit, I started to try to like figure out like SEO stuff. Mm-hmm. And Andre Thompson would bring up like male strippers, a bunch of a bunch of mugshots. And I mean Andre Thompson in criminal flavors of every color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's just committing crime in every color, every race got an Andre Thompson that's doing illegal shit. And the thing is up in obituaries, and by like page five, oh. I'd pop up. Well, it is fun if if you Google a lot of like Nico. If you Google Nico White, you get like all these like Asian cartoons, these Japanese, yeah, cats. These Japanese cats. No, for real. And then Matt Richards, you always get like this crazy looking white like rugby player from like Australia. It's but, hilarious. I think my favorite is if you look if you Google image Alexis Guerrero's, it's just like three pages of sandwiches. <laughs> but that's actually yeah him. i mean it yeah. actually makes sense that's but funny. if you know alexis it actually makes sense but it's just like what the hell that's funny that's i like that though seo man you're already you're already thinking ahead is yeah, so andre d thompson it just became easy to find me you yeah know? i just kept it like that it's a d stand my middle for. name Dwayne. it's my it's my whole government well, well. Speaking of easy to find, you have uh, have it's you not a stage stage <laughs> it's initial not a stage thing at all. It's my literal damn name. That's that's the literal initial. Literal uh, initial. But speaking of finding you, have you uh, seen a little bit of an increase in your? Oh, this shit's since? been insane. I ain't yeah. never seen nothing like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what was it? Last Thursday? Nah. Was uh, it last Friday night. Yeah, last February seventh. Yeah. Last Friday. And and Andre debuted on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, man. Under a week, every number on everything went up. I mean, <laughs> it was wild. Yeah, that's the it. clip on Facebook is over a half a mil now versus where it was. Where was it before? Nice. Like in, I don't even know how to explain. In days, it just popped to like two, three, two hundred. No, he means their clip. They oh, didn't they're, they're, just there. Before. Oh, oh, I thought you yeah, meant like a no, clip no. that you did somewhere. Okay. No, no, it's like their stuff. Just even like mine will be like like my page getting like seventy thousand hits now. It's, it's just a lot. I ain't even seen that before. Bunch of followers, everything that's on amazing. all social media followers went up and all of that. It was like, oh shit, that's crazy. Yeah, because we were we were actually talking about you in the last episode with uh, Maureen Taron, and we oh, brought yeah, up your yeah, name yeah. about the fact that like, you know, she's dope. Back in the back mm-hmm. in the back in the nineties or in the early two thousands, when you were when she was at the Boston, you know, fans didn't want to go to comedy clubs to see young up and coming comics. But now it's different because when they go and see you, they can immediately find you on Instagram and on mm. social media, and then they become come your fan. And Thank I God think, I think, and we were like, yeah, so like someone like an Andre Thompson, and then you know you get the Tonight Show, and then next thing you know, you got quite the fan base, and that's just that's got to be. I mean, are you? I mean, it's obviously cool shit. Yeah, but it's like, like I, pretty much whatever I expected, it exceeded that. Like I didn't. I don't know if I just didn't have any expectation or anything like that, but whatever I thought was going to happen, it whatever it passed that by far. Like I didn't, 
I see, it seemed like I had more fans. It seemed like people that I didn't know gave a fuck, gave a fuck or something like that. So I didn't even know what to expect. I was just happy with the entire thing. You yeah. Know? I was just like, all of it's good to me. I was like, whatever. I'm just happy about all of it. Well, Did good. you have an expectation or you just I, were like, yeah, yeah, I not guess really. not. Like I thought, I just heard, you know, of course it's going to be a dope thing because I'm doing, you know, the Tonight Show. So that's already like, obviously it's going to be fun. But I didn't, I guess I didn't know what to think. I just didn't think about what was going to be the outcome after. I was just like, I just want to have, I just want to enjoy it. And then yeah. that was pretty much it. Well, you, well, you crushed it, but I want to, I want to get to that in a little bit. Uh, I mean, how long have you, how long have you been doing comedy? I mean, you, I mean, essentially, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but like no, no one know who you were, you know, Damn. like it was like, you're, you were a, a young up and coming comic. And next thing you know, you're on the tonight show. Well, like, Tell us about that. Like, what were what were you doing? Where are you performing? How are you, uh, how are you working out? How are you getting your material ready? I started at eighteen, so eight years now, and then pretty much wherever, literally wherever, I was doing shows, friggin' outside in the garden. <laughs> I've done shows in the laundry mat, like a literal garden, not Madison a literal, Square Garden, like a dirt, <laughs> Like I mean, we outside in coats, nigga. Like. We, <laughs> Garden, all right? And we are outside in the cold, the elements. I did that shit, fucking late nights at the strip, late night at Broadway. I was moving chairs to try to get spots. I was, I helped paint shit. I did whatever, anywhere, everywhere to, to get stage time. Like, fit, all right, you want me to help move something? All right, I'll move it. Did and that. This was all for stage time. Did it. Didn't even care. Like, don't pay me. I just want five. Oh, you need stage. me to seat people. I was seating people. I was I was helping moving boxes. I was painting sh- anything. I get try and get up. Did it wherever the hell I did it. Yeah, went to Connecticut. Oh, it's five minutes, but it's a three hour trip. Took the trip. Yeah, you got on it. the train. That's where the the whole forest joke came from. Because I literally <laughs> went up. I had a show that somebody dropped out, and it was like, yo, you could. Feature and I was lying my ass off. I ain't never. That was like year three, four. I was like, yeah, I got thirty. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucking right, I got thirty. <laughs> I was up there, charisma, baby. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but it worked out. Way out town, like six hours from South Jamaica, Queens, and I took the train. I ain't had no car, nothing. Took the E train to the took the bus train. Then took the Penn Station train to another thing. Then took that train to another train, and that train to another train. Walked. I'm in the wilderness, nigga. I legit <laughs> got off the train. I started in Southside Jamaica in the hood, and then by the time I get off, nigga, I'm in the forest for real, for real. <laughs> and that's where that shit came from. That's great. Now, Doing trying to get spots. Yeah. Now is that something that someone told you? Hey, you know, Andre, this is what you got to do. Nah, is- that's why I felt like even when I, when I went to the stand-up NBC thing, I went to LA, it was like, I already felt like I won from that because I don't know nobody in this shit. You know what I mean? I come from immigrants. We don't know nobody in this for real, for real. We don't yeah. know anyone. No, but it wasn't like, 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 a, like Dante no, or something like, look, you got to do this. No, that's, I met him in this like year four, year five. So you just, so right, right from the jump, you're yeah, just like, hey, just whatever like, it takes. I don't know nobody in this, right? So I don't know how to get it. I guess just just keep showing up. I don't know. The, it's just, I guess I was so naive and dumb about it that it worked out. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to just show up. I don't know what else to do. I'm, I'm not going to school. I'm not doing that great. I, and it wasn't even like I was bombing school. I would get like a B. That's enough. C. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey. 
I'll float. I'm usually like a strong C type dude, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, get the grease. We know how that you is. I'm saying that's enough. I was like that, but I didn't care well, much. Where, where are you from? New York. New York. Where? where uh, born in Brooklyn, best I. Okay. And then moved to Canarsie, moved from Canarsie to Bushwick, and then from Bushwick to South Jamaica, Queens. Well, when did you realize, like, you know, I'm funny and I should try to pursue uh, being funny? I first had the idea junior high school. Probably like seventh, sixth grade or something like that. You know, they had the scholastic books stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. Then, yeah. And they had, for some reason, Bruce Bruce got a book out. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Bruce Bruce. He had a book and there was a, a his album in the back of it. I burnt into a Sandus MP3 player and I was just like, I am going to be a comic. And nobody it was like, shut up, nigga, go to school. Okay. Because of a, a Bruce Bruce book book. Everything was like, everything I knew about was funny. So I was just like, I'm in it. Everybody I knew, the whole family was constantly jokes. It was around us 24-7. The TV was always on some comedy stuff. The, everybody. Even the gangsters in the family. Funny, but he got a gun on them. So it's just. <laughs> well, those jokes Damn. are a little bit extra funny when you, if you don't laugh, it's like. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I swear it's funny. I swear it's funny. But you, you don't, but you're not, you're not like a showy dude. Like you, you're very composed and you're kind of mild mannered, right? And you're not like some comics are like class clowns, right? And they're like, oh, I want to be a comic. Like I, I don't like see that. that with you. I see you as just someone who's just kind of chill. Yeah. And, I mean, when it, when it's, when it's time for it. No, you of know, course. Yeah, of when course. it's time for it, like when like when the, the the of the space is like conducive to that, then yeah, like let's all have fun and do whatever the hell. I'm loud and all of that. I'm having a ball. Like when I get to that sport, you know, like as Nico and anybody that you eagle, they see me. I'll be annoying. I'm jumping on their backs. I'm doing all kinds of stupid. <laughs> okay. Like I'm not over two hundred pounds. Like I'm not this big. I'm doing like I'm a small Peruvian man. I'm jumping on people. I'm doing weird shit. So I'll get there, but then for the most part, I, I'm chilling because I'm trying to work. I'm trying to, I'm like, I'm nervous about going up at one in the morning in front of two Swedish people because I want it to go well. So I'm like in my head, you know, all kind of shit like that, maybe on my phone doing whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm just kind of quiet until it's time to not be quiet. And you said immigrants from where? Jamaica. Jamaica. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Everybody's Jamaica. I'm the only one that was born here. All right. I don't know why you and Drew have that special handshake. <laughs> <laughs> Strange ocean people. <laughs> ocean people. <laughs> one time, so we used to have a barback who's from Barbados. Uh, and one time we were talking and both of them, do you have this in your family or from school? Did you learn a lot of like riddles growing up? Oh yeah, you did. Riddles and like nursery rhymes and certain. Yeah, they have this catalog of things of like songs. that. And I just yeah. looked at them, but for some reason I couldn't remember the word Caribbean. So I just go, what is up with you ocean people and these riddles? <laughs> so so what's your family say then when you, because, you know, I come from a family of immigrants. Oh, it's, 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 it's wild. It's I've tough when you try to do something different. Oh, absolutely. That's the first time I got the idea. Everybody's like, uh, no, you're going to be a mechanic or something. Count. <laughs> so I went to schools for, I went to school to be a mechanic all through high school. I went to two different automotive trade schools and I was spark plug boy, overalls and the whole nine. I was going to go to Lincoln Tech. I was going to go to, like, I was going to be. I know who I'm going to now if I have in my car. I... <laughs> One time I was driving like, to a spot. <laughs> my car tire blew the fuck out on a highway. Like, I mean, it sounded like somebody aimed at it and shot my shit. Like, <laughs> I was doing a speed limit. I wasn't doing nothing crazy. Car tire blew out. Where was Eagle that night? <laughs> <laughs> blew the, it hurt, yo. 
And I fixed it on the side. I had to like get it, the little spear thing in the back. I ain't have the proper tools and everything. I came to the show dirty. <laughs> Andre's picking the car up like Superman, yeah. fixing it with his shirt off. For those who don't know, Andre's it's the a adrenaline perfect. of a five minute spot yeah. in Connecticut. I can do yeah. this. Let me, let me get it done. Well, so you've been you've been in the game for about eight years, you said. Yeah. Uh You've been working out. You've been hustling. Obviously, like you said, you, you're doing anything to get stage time. You're doing anything to get on stage just to work on your craft. Yeah. If you can think back on like your material, your jokes when you first started, mm-hmm. you said you were pretty naive. You didn't know any better. How how bad were your jokes? Like, did, were you too naive to realize right, like, like, man, uh, these aren't working? Or did you just did you kill it first and just get better? Or no, like, no, no. I would have like streaks of it's going great, and then streaks of. God damn, maybe I should <laughs> I should get a job. Yeah. It would be streaks of that. It's like everything is like I'm just coming up with shit and it's just hitting. I'm not I had a problem of like even I would not recycle material. I wouldn't do it over and over and over. I'll do a show and it may have been whatever amount of time I was on that stage and it'll go well. And then thank God I recorded it, because that's the only time you'll ever hear it again. And then yeah. I just didn't think about it. I just didn't know what it was. I was just like, it's, I'm thinking like rap too. So I'm like, oh, it's probably dope if you just got mad shit. You just, oh, he never say nothing the same. Like, you know how Jay-Z <laughs> is like, oh, he just step in the booth and never write. <laughs> like, I'm thinking stuff like that. I'm thinking like a rapper. I'm, I just didn't know like regular old stand up how to do it that way. So it's like different worlds blended in. But material wise, I've, I always felt good. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't waste time talking about fuck shit because I, I don't know. Everything else was... I was talking about my family, my point of view. I was being myself. However I would talk when I'm not on stage, I was trying to get to that ASAP. Well, do you you think, like, you see young comics now? I mean, you're still essentially a young comic. Yeah, I'm 27. Yeah, but, like, like, when you see new comics, I'll say... Uh, do you see them doing like the typical hack jokes like, oh, my, my Uber driver told me this and now don't you hate Tinder when you do yeah. that? Like, do you see that and like, and like, like are glad and lucky that you didn't, didn't yeah, go I that route? Yeah, I've definitely seen that and I, it's like two different times. Like you see the, the young comic who like, they'll go to the mics and they don't give a fuck about the mic. They're yeah. on their phone. They're not, and I mean just chilling on their phone. Like they're not even... Like we would go to the mics mobbing together. It would be me, Eagle, Alex, Nico, Phil, and we at Nick Callis. We would go to the mics deep and then be in there for hours making noise, like acting up, listening. If you said something at a bomb, we would make fun of you while on stage. Like, ew, that was and then it would happen. I'll go up, say something weird. You make fun of me. Another one that when it did hit, they'll you know, laugh and give it up for it. And we like we try, but sometimes I go to mics. I remember, like, I went to a mic recently, a couple months ago, and they were just in there, like, I was so, what you doing, drinking water? And then, like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, son, you ain't nothing? You ain't think of nothing? Anything. Say something. Well, when did you, when did you figure that out? When did you realize that this is, like, I got to put in work? Uh, the work thing, I guess, I, I, I that's probably likened to, like, uh, how I grew up and, the athlete part like I always was playing sports mm-hmm. and then growing up as a you know immigrant you like I, I try to do a joke about it now it's like I've been learning trade skills since I was 10 like I, I've been 
There's been many a times I've been woken up and I still got on like some goofy Scooby-Doo pajamas, but I'm up at 7 a.m. carrying concrete upstairs because when you in the house and you a boy, you work too. Like yeah. at any time, yeah. at any given time, who cares you got school in two hours? Nigga, there's, there's a brick outside. Trevor need help. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Go outside. And that was like, so I guess you just, and it, you don't, I did not know what else to do. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, be, I couldn't think of, Oh, I'm gonna go talk to this person, and they'll take me on the road, and then he'll introduce me to this guy, and then after they introduce me to that, then I'll go meet. I ain't fucking know, so I'm just like I'm gonna show up and try to rock out, and I'm gonna chill. But like, as far as so you said at first, you know, you kind of had that idea of like, oh, it's always gonna be off the cuff. Like, when did it kind of click for you of like, oh, okay, I need to build a set and it I need to keep doing that? No, people told me like. <laughs> It didn't click for me at all. Yeah. Dante Nero would tell me. Nico White would tell me. Phil Hunt would tell me. Alex Bad would tell me. Eagle would tell me. It'll be like, we get it, nigga. You funny. Now repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's that's a part of this job. Yeah, part of it is coming up with stuff, but a part of it is repeating it, making it a product, and then now selling that product, and then rinse and repeat that cycle. And then they people explain this to me. It was like this dope that you doing it this way. We like it's it's dope. Like they get it. They also these like hip hop and you know we grew up in the same way, so they get why and they get what, where it's coming from. But they're like it's a good skill, hone that. But you got to learn how to do this as well. And then yeah. I started working on doing that, and it worked out. <laughs> I feel like you just did an almost accidental Nika White impression. I feel like he was the first one that said those exact words to you. Yeah, people would tell me, like, yo, it's, it's good job. We get it. You funny, whatever. Now fucking write the sets over and over mm -hmm. and over. Work them over and over and over. Yeah, I mean, that's a good skill to have, you know, when you're on stage in, in, in a tough crowd. And if you got to go off the cuff, you got to go off the cuff. You know, like, yeah, I think you know, I, that's probably just a room over to, like, how I grew up, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. You know, you don't know where stuff come from, but I'm guessing it'll probably be a tribute to that. Like you grew up in a house full of loud Jamaicans, you trying to get your point across. You gotta, you gotta get it. You got. Ain't nobody gonna ask you. <laughs> well, how are you feeling yeah. today? Nobody give. They going You better yell it. Get, get, get heard. You gotta got six yeah. seconds to get your point across. You better, better. make it be. <laughs> yeah. Better get heard. Figure yeah. it out. <laughs> so okay. So now. You're you're in the game for about a couple years now, and you're taking advice from you know a Dante Nero who's been in forever. He's telling you, you know, your peers are telling you, you know, right, make a product. Yeah. You know, this becomes your brand. And I would like obsessively research shit. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? What, what do you I mean, mean by research? Literally, that's how I found out open mics. I just Google how how to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> Where where to stay? Where jokes tell? You place. get a, little, a, little, a video of a baby fawn standing up and just like that's uh, not what I want. Like regular, like just straight up how we're fine jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Type it straight in and just hope I find something. Put that mile radius thing and I'll go to places and pay to get on and all of that. I I had like hundreds of jobs. There was yeah. a couple of times I was doing stand-up. I had two or three jobs at the same time, and I would pay to do mics all over the fucking place. Well, that's a thing. That's a, a thing about New York, the big city. It's is you know you got to pay to get stage time. There's just too many comics around that you can just have free micro uh, open yeah. mics. It so, takes a while. Like you, you feel the little. For me, it felt like little tiny changes along the way. Where it was like, all right, now I'm paying for all these mics, and then after a while, people will be like, "Yo, come with me to this one." And then I'll go with them to that. 
And then I'll start going to where they're going. And after a while, people are like, oh, you know, what? we'll put you up earlier if you come. And then I'll go to that mic for a while. And then the same thing over and over and over, all over. So like little increments. Mm-hmm. I think that's why like so many people know me because I'll just go wherever. And I live far. So I didn't have the thing in my brain of like, it's not worth going because there's nothing where I'm at. There ain't nobody, <laughs> there's nothing going on comedy wise in Southside. No, nothing. For yeah. miles anywhere. Yeah. So I would just go to Harlem, the Bronx, Williamsburg, East New York, wherever the hell, because all of it's two hours away anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all of it's going to take three days to happen. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Even coming to Long Island City, when I'm taking a train, it's going to take two hours. So might as well go. That's whatever. That's a, yeah, that's a great way of looking at it, though. You know, that's a half full kind of way of looking at things. Like, it's going to take long anyway. Might as well do it. But then there's also, too, that extra thing of it's going to take me that long to get home, so I might as well make this time worth as... one more, one more, yep. one more. Once I left my house, I ain't coming home. I, if I leave at three, that means sta- I'll just be wandering around until another mic open up. I'll just be in the city. I would. I remember there's times where I would do, I would do a mic, come to the city early, do a mic, and then go do Postmates. And then go and then go back to another mic and then I would move furniture. I was doing task rabbit. Go move a nigga couch and then go down to another. <laughs> like I was doing all of it, whatever. Because I didn't know. I didn't know. Andre, are you are you're, you're still are you still working like day jobs? No, are you, are you, you're able. No. You're supporting yourself fully now. Yeah, I got I got fired last year and then I just just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, this got to be it. So Buckle you've been up, so nigga, you've been able something. to make it happen straight straight off comedy. Yeah. How long you been doing that for? Just last year. <laughs> like since, since when? Fired. Yeah, pretty since much you got uh, fired? since last January. Yeah, last January I got fired, and that was. And so, do you think because you got fired, it was kind of like a now I have to do it? Um, I was I was always trying. I was always like maybe you know listening to people. You like you, you could work a job and then make a transition, be mm-hmm. smooth, leave one job and then get a nice next job. Like you know, I tried that. I thought that was going to happen. And then I realized I'm racking up job after job and it wasn't going down. And then Reggie Conquest was like, fucking nigga, just quit. Babbitt would tell me to quit. Like all my friends would be like, just jump, stop being a bitch, do it. Yeah. You know, because then you just go through being broke as hell. And so are you, are you making money mainly in the city, road, writing gigs, mix of yeah, everything? A mix, because like I was doing, that's another thing for a while. It was, it was a joke that, yeah, Andre working, but it's not in, the stand-up world. I was I was in commercials. I had some model gig for a shave commercial. I was Ooh. in an Axe commercial. I did. I was in a Coney Island commercial. I did. A, I was voiceover for a, a tour. I did a, a a Facebook thing live for Al Roker. I was oh. do, I was doing everything. How I was. Then how do you get all that? You have. Management? I was just shut. No, just- all that other time I have nothing. I was in a foot action commercial. I was just doing sending. Hundreds of emails, yo, uh, making shit, just cutting stuff up, trying, just whatever. Like I was just doing it, just showing up. Oh, there's an open call, whatever. Submit, send a picture, make my own headshot, send that. And just so you were bad. making money on that, yeah, more so over doing stand up. Yeah, like I did I was, some Billboard festival. They they uh-huh. had me out there hosting a Billboard festival. That's what I was hosting with like Camila Cabello and Yachty and. DJ Khaled and all this through doing that they made me do another commercial so I was eating off of that money and then trying to get like a little road gig here a little $20 here 
a little spot there. And that was it. Yeah, that's... And then plus having whatever other job I was having at the time. And yeah. I, well, that's... I mean, you just named off a pretty long list of things that you got. How many things were you not getting in, in between? Uh, That's the thing. Like, there's like a... The other entertainment stuff were kind of like fucking me some, but then stand up kind of wasn't. I wasn't getting anything. No mm-hmm. festivals accepting me. I wasn't really getting work like that. I was just showing up. I just kept showing up here, and then I would do whatever else because I'm like somebody gonna see it. I don't know. I did a somebody. It was funny. PD showed me a like some show on Hulu where they were showing me cutting vegetables and fruits and making fun of people <laughs> that can't cut fruit. Because GQ had something, and I was like, all right, I'll show up. And next thing you know, I'm in the GQ building. All right, what you motherfuckers? Mangoes? Y'all know how to cut mangoes? And now that's on it. I was doing all of it. Whatever. I'm like, somebody going to see something somewhere, or something going to link something somehow. I don't fucking know. Keep showing up. So what was it that brought you to Michael Cox's attention? Like, how did that Stand, come to doing be? Doing the stand-up diversity, stand-up NBC thing. Yeah. Yeah, doing that. How did that come about? Uh, somebody sent me a link and it was like, yo, submit videos. And then I sent that same link to everyone that I knew. And then I just sent the video in. And for those who are listening, Michael Cox is the booker for the tonight show with Jimmy Fallon. Good dude. So, and you were on NBC stand up for diversity, correct? Yeah. And then the callback and then right after the callback, the next, the same day, they tell you through a, a phone call, whether or not you made it to the semifinals. Then the next day was the semifinals for New York at Gotham, did the semifinals there. And then that went great. And then I even off right off of that, I started making like some contacts and, you know, got taken out to a couple lunches and talks. And I was like, oh, shit, this feels cool. You know, mm-hmm. feel some of that. And a couple shows started open up because it's like, I guess people was talking about that. And then I got hit up to do other shows and then did those. And then that trickled over. And then I was just doing whatever else competition. I was do up in comics trying to do Connecticut competition. It was a f- four hour drive. To do this competition, five minutes, drive back down four hours, drive back up ten minutes, drive back down, drive back up fifty. I was doing that. Oh, we got ten minutes tonight, twenty bucks, drive four hours, get that, come back, do it the next week. I was just bouncing wherever it was at, I was getting it. Mm -hmm. So, what is that like being in these? Because, I mean, you, you, at this point, you're you're not really working with representation, right? When you're doing Stanford Diversity, when you're having these lunch meetings. These lunches, like I mean, you know, this, rap that's new to you, right? Is is new, but it's like, I, it's the it's the same reason why I don't have comedy beef. I ain't scared of you, and it's and I know you're not gonna do nothing. You're not you ain't been through what I've been through. You don't know what I you ain't cut like me. So what what am I? What I'm gonna do? Not shake your hand? You nervous too? Mm. I see your hand shaking. You know what I mean? I know y'all know you trying to make your name just as I'm trying to make my name. We both hungry. The economy fucked up for everybody. You don't live in a different type of America. You know what I'm saying? We all, everybody <laughs> broke, nigga. I see you. So it's like the same reason I don't have any comedy to be people on Facebook fighting for hours, sending messages back and forth. Well, I was, somebody tell you, I remember I told the dude, suck my dick. I yelled it out of a, on the floor. I was walking in Queens. I had my little girlfriend, ten, you know, 10th grade. I got my girlfriend. I'm going to be a hood nigga now. This nigga. So the, the truck speeding almost hit us and he swerved. And I'm like, my girl screamed. I'm like, this is the perfect opportunity <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
to be a gangster. <laughs> what you doing, motherfucker? Scaring my... I'm going off, giving them my best performance. And then I keep walking. I'm like, yeah, she's laughing. We keep walking. Like, I get a couple feet. All I know is somebody just drugs me. Wow. I get a strong hit. Boop. I fly to the wall. Another nigga grabs me, slams me to the wall. Wow. And then another dude comes up, put a knife on my neck. And wow. he said, go suck what? I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you go through that. You you know there's work, there's consequences for your shit. So I don't, same thing. He was like, I don't talk to nobody. I ain't crossing no boundaries. You know, I ain't going to step on your foot. I ain't going to start no shit. You rock out on my business. I think that's a, a, such an important lesson to learn. And the fact that you know that already just, coming into it because a lot of comics i think want to you know make their name by saying some shit i'm good you know get on social media say some shit and so i think what we're saying here is we got to go around threatening some people's lives real quick yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's just it's just good to know like look you know you're gonna get what you're gonna get because of your talent not because of dumb shit that you say and then plus i want to i want to i want to last long i want to be i want it to be like whether or not people always used to be like yo i couldn't I ain't come to your show my bad and i would say don't worry, you'll see me. Yeah, and it's cool. I'm not. I'm not gonna press you. I ain't gonna hit you up every day. It's alright. You'll. I don't know when. I don't know where. I don't know how. You gonna see me? Yeah. And that's the energy I kept. I'm like, alright. I'm gonna just keep plugging, keep showing up. I'm gonna keep plugging. One of these days, whether you don't like it or not, you gonna see me. Mm-hmm. That's how I thought about it. And they did. Well, you know, and it's really just the beginning because you know I think a lot of people, basically anyone who's not in comedy. Right, they hear wow, um, and it is a huge deal. Tonight Show is a, still very much a big deal, but people outside of comedy here Tonight Show, and I had friends of mine that were at the club the night when we did your viewing. Yeah. Um, you know, they're like, "Wow, he's doing a Tonight Show." Well, you know, he must be you know making all this money. He must be <laughs> headlining the road. You know, and Andre is still very young. You know, yeah. we're, I, I don't want us to talk like, "Wow, you made it." You nah, haven't nah, even yeah, scratched yeah. it. Nah. You know what I mean? But you are on this you're on this hot streak. You're on this ride right now. You know, yeah. at least from my perception, you're on this ride right now. And um and you know, it's exciting to see because, you know, the tonight show, there's been comics who've been doing it for 20, 30 years who just get their opportunity in the tonight show. Right. Yeah. And they've been head. I mean, Sebastian Maniscalco just did his first tonight show, right? Like a year ago. That guy's headlining uh, Mass Square selling, Garden. He's, out the, he's actually doing the garden. Yeah. yeah. And then the one where you can take your coat off. And then, he, and then you got the other end of the spectrum. So that's, that's where comedy is really kind of a funny thing for people. Yeah. People who aren't in it. Yeah. They're like, what do you mean? Like, again, my boy was like, my buddy Steve was like, dude, Andre guy's really funny, man. Like, you know, where's where's he usually performing? Where's he like? Is he headlining the road a lot? Like, what TV stuff? I'm like, dude, he is, he's young. Like, he is just getting his feet wet in this. You know, so it's kind of wild when you think about that stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, like where have you, has has this whole thing? Is it kind of changed your perception of all of what your comedy is, or are you kind no, of? It hasn't changed. It has. It's finally like it. It pretty much has changed everybody else. I, I knew I was funny, you know. I, I did. I didn't have laugh is, you know what I'm saying. I didn't go up, eat one, and then be like, "All right, fellas, how you like that?" I didn't do that <laughs> shit. I knew when I died, mm-hmm. and then I knew when I heard that. You know what I mean? I objectively didn't listen to the words I was saying. I just listened to the recording and just hear the laugh, and I heard applause. So just based off of just the raw, this is something where you can't be like, if you spill water on it, you know it's wet. This is comedy work the same way. You go, you hear it. 
So I was going off of that. Like, I, I ain't saying I'm the illest nigga alive, but I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that it's eight years and people still ask me to do, like, it must mean something. Don't, you don't stay around and have a decent or good reputation by accident. So it must be doing something. So it felt like me getting these things finally allowed people to be like, I guess he was doing something. <laughs> That's what it was. That's what it felt like. Because it's like, I, they finally asked me to do the 30 minutes. Shit, the time, the first time I lied and got my 30, I did lie, but I clapped when I went up there. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I don't know how the 30 got there. God must have gave it to me because he knew, he was like, oh, this kid got a good heart, but he's stupid. <laughs> he must have lent it to me for that time, but it happened. Why? Well, you know what I'm saying? So I think the greatest lesson here, Andre, for anyone who's, again, a young comic, a comic at all, is lie. No, no, it's, it's <laughs> lie, lie, it's, lie. You know, you can't, you, you listen, you can't, you, you never know when the opportunities are going to come. Absolutely. You know? And you got to just work, keep your head down, be professional. Keep shooting. Man. So many comics, man, they get on social media, they air their grievances, they bitch about this book or didn't book me, this person didn't do that. And you just never, you know, you just never know. You've been banging away since you're 18 years old and these opportunities have come and they've come in bunches. And I think you have the right demeanor to really kind of keep it. This isn't just a, a flash. You know what I mean? This is, it's coming your way be, for, for a zillion other reasons, but mainly because you are a funny comedian. You know what I mean? Yes, but, um, but, uh, so, so, you know, you do stamp that for diversity, right? Yeah. That goes really well. And then what? Like what? Uh, yeah. Then they flew me to LA, but be- between that, cause it took it, the, the semifinals was in, I think August. And then the L.A. trip was November. So between that time, it was uh, I was going up to comics a lot. And then I went to, I, I headlined in fucking, I think, Maryland. I did Bethesda, Maryland. Then I went to Baltimore. And then I went to Philadelphia three times and did 30, 40 minutes there. And then went to Connecticut. Then went to Jersey. I was just be like, all right, a couple people heard about it. And the offering, I'm going. I don't got to, whatever, I'm just going to go. I'd never been to Bethesda. It took me so long to even learn how to say it. <laughs> I couldn't say it. For, I was saying so much other words other than the yeah. name. I'm to school, Maryland. I still can't say it. Bethesda? I, I could not. I was, then I was just doing that. And then the, the invitationals, the New York invitationals came up. And then I was like, all right. I went up to comics. Didn't make it through that one. Another thing dropped. Like, it came like, like, uh. I made it to the semifinals in comics and then didn't make it through. And then the next day, I think I'm on my way to another show. And then I checked my email and that came there. I was like, mm, do it. I don't have, there's no reason not to. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm here. So I'm like, one of the things I'm like, I'm available. So if I'm available and I say I want to do this shit and it's there and it's a worthwhile thing to do, fucking do it. Just, just, just do it. So I went and did it. And then that's how I met Maureen, because Maureen turned out to see me that she seen me at the NBC joint. And then it turns out she happened to be, I didn't know she, who was hosting or how this thing worked. You just told me, show up. I showed up. <laughs> I didn't know none of it. <laughs> Same thing with the NBC thing. I didn't know what it was. Somebody said, put in the tape, send in the tape. Just showed up. Did two, two minutes, do the two minutes. I'm not asking no questions. I'm just show up, do it. Did it. And then made it to the, the finals and that. And then. I guess that helped. I had that name helped my name bubble some more. Kept showing up there. Then you sent me to what? It went to Philly once. Fairfield. No, no, AC. It was a- AC, AC once, and then we, Fairfield. Yeah, yeah. And then that helped some more. And then people, see, so that helped bubble. So it's just like little things just kept trickling. The NBC put in a little water. And 
something else putting a little and something else putting a little and just kept whatever. You show up, all right. If it look like something worth doing, I'm going to show up and that's it. Try. Yeah. So when, how did you find out that you got The Tonight Show? Oh, uh, Mike been talking to me like ever since the, the LA, when I got announced as a finalist, he's been like, I like your set and this is, he's been like helping talk to me about it. He's like, yeah, I've been interested, you know, you watch The Tonight Show, what you think about this? Like little things were kept being planted and I was like, all right, yeah. He was like, what about, you know, see if you can write a new five because the, it was similar sets. Mm-hmm. I had a whole different ending for the the, the set that you saw in the Tonight Show. That yeah, was completely I think, different. I think from, I, I think I know the ending because I seen you do it and uh, a couple times. And it's, yeah, so it's something completely different. And then the whole that 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 was like four different jokes that got like chopped up and condensed and, and turned into a whole new animal, and it's completely separate. And then he was like, "Yo, uh, try writing a new closer." I was like, "All right." I'm not thinking of why. I'm just like, you said try it, I'll do it. <laughs> and just try it. And he was like, all right, I like that. Try that somewhere else. And then he was like, you want to, I kept sending him videos. I'll go anywhere. And if I have five minutes, seven minutes, I'll send him. I'll do the first five a certain way. Be like, all right, check that out. You like it? And then he'd be like, you know what? Try the showcase. You, you want to showcase? I'm like, yeah, I want to do that shit. He, he just offered it to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, another chance. Because y'all going to be there. He's going to beat it, and I don't know who the hell else. I don't know who's going to beat So many times I've done the whatever show in the bottom of some weird club with five people, and then I leave, and then some woman comes out, and she's like, oh, my God, that was great. And she was one of the five, and she's like, I work at this place. I work for ICM. I work at True TV. And I'm like, oh, shit, good thing I took this seriously. <laughs> good thing I, yeah, I would just show up and be like, even though there's three of you motherfuckers here, I came four hours worth of drive. I'm going to try something. I ain't going to be up here. Oh, your birthday, what? All right. So, I mean, nah. you must be, but, but you must, I mean, you must be just fucking inside. Oh, bursting, yeah. man. I was You're like, bursting. I don't, I don't have nothing, <laughs> nothing. I was in LA crying on the streets. I was cried in a hotel, cried in the crib. I get high trying to have fun, start balling. You know, because, you know, I, I think, I think, you know, what, what what's going on, you know, in comedy, especially so many people in entertainment, so many people are like, I don't fucking need that anymore. I don't need that. Or, you know, I can do, everyone's building their own content now and their own platforms, which is great. That is the wave. But it's still the fucking Tonight Show. Yeah. It's still the Tonight it was a Show. Fun ass experience. Like, come on. You well, know what I mean? Like I wanna I wanna talk, I wanna get into that. Like what so what, what's your day like? So you got the Tonight Show. You're gonna perform. You're going you're you're going to the studio of the record, you're going to Rockefeller Center, correct? Yeah. You know I, when you wake up, like what's your day like? Tell me like uh, put us through that entire day. I, the whole day. Uh I wake up amped as shit. Like one of the things I noticed, uh I didn't even notice this, really. I, I was just, I get, like, a, my nervousness will also come out as excitement. I get, I, whatever that flight or fight response that make people lean towards either running from a situation or lean towards fighting. Mm-hmm. I, like, I used to, that's one of the problems. I was, like, junior high school, high school, I was in trouble daily, got into a fight. Like, one, like I get scared, and I'm like, action. Like, the first thing is, action or whatever so that same thing is like nervous is is just brings out a like yo you better go hard like Mm -hmm. just go go crazy for it and that's the same situation so like 
I wake up, I'm amped, I'm listening to music and shit. I smoked, I'm high, I'm having a good time. I'm like, yo, I done, it felt like I already did it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this shit good. I don't, I'm writing my jokes. I printed out a sheet. I, I put the sheet up on my wall with this is the transcript for tonight. So that's just there. I'm like working on other shit. I put out a podcast that day because there was once that's when I found out. Like Mike was like, yo, I actually heard a couple of it. I actually like your shit. Dude, fucking and then my management was like, do it, do more. And I was like, all right. So I recorded like three <laughs> that morning and I started cutting. I'm high as shit, having fun, bumping. I get out. I, and I like, I try to eat. I had no appetite. I just drank coffee. I couldn't even eat. I didn't even care about food. I was just so amped. I woke up. I was supposed to be ready for like three o'clock. This is the first. I don't wake up at no goddamn eight. <laughs> I, I am not the type of motherfucker that's waking up at no eight, nine, none of that. I was up bright and early, and I'm just having fun. Me and my mom got into like not a not a fight, but like a like a talk because she saw me crying, and like we we tough. Everybody tough. Like I joke about how tough. No, Jamaican nobody, women are tough. Nobody, <laughs> ain't nobody soft. Nobody soft in my family. And then she's like, "You what happened? You scared? You what's going on?" She's like seeing emotion. She's like, what "The fuck's your problem?" <laughs> You sick, nigga? <laughs> That's pretty much what's going on. And I'm like, explain it to him. Like, nah, I'm just happy. Like, you know, the same thing. We don't know nobody in this. And like, this is, I've been to Jamaica a couple times. I went to school down there. I was, my, like, life was wild. Dad died, grandparents, brother got shot, friends. Like, we don't, this is far from our reality. There's a, Escalate outside waiting to pick me up in the hood. Like, none of this shit makes sense. I done went to LA because I'm funny. I don't have a passport. When I went, I didn't even have a passport. Thank God it was a domestic flight. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, shit, the first time I went to LA, I was I was working as a as a trucking assistant for a cross-country trucking company where we would deliver furniture from New York to California and make stops along the way and back two weeks to and fro. And that was the first time I was in, I was in LA for two days, fucking loading up some rich Def Jam person house and then going home. Like it was wild. And then to, to come back for this, that I was just amped the entire time. And then I get there, they fucking truck picks me up. I never had car service. <laughs> like somebody gave me car service, big ass escalator, felt like first class. I'm driving into the city. This dude, I couldn't even let the, the chauffeur do his job right. He was trying to take my bags, and I'm already in the truck. I'm like, I'm good, nigga. I'm <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's do this. I'm ready to drive the truck. I've, did, I've done that job before. <laughs> I remember I drove with this rich white dude. I was driving him. He had some business where he would need drives from Long Island to upstate New York, and that was a part of my gigs. On the weekends, I'll pick this nigga up and drive him. I was his chauffeur. So I get in the car. He's trying to, you like, you need help with your like, I don't whatever. Like, I hop in. I'm just having a ball. I get there. I meet Black Thought. He comes to my dressing room. Jimmy comes. I'm meeting everybody. Quavo. Everybody's like walking through the Rosario Dust. It's just crazy. Cory Booker there. J-Lo? No. She was a different recording date. Ah. Yeah. Like her thing, like she kind of, I guess like this. You so wait, you performed in front of a different audience that J-Lo was at? Yeah, J-Lo had a whole nother setup. <laughs> now we know why Amelia wanted on the podcast. It was God all leading to J-Lo. <laughs> Where is this woman? Or you remember, remember J-Lo and A-Rod are supposed to come to the club? I do. That's a whole nother. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. 
Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's let's get to the well, bottom. Yeah. Of, so you're uh, you're in your dressing room. He's Qu- in this alternate universe Qu- where Quest- he's yeah. hanging out with famous people. Quest Love is walking around. Quest just, like, Love comes up. I got to sign his drumsticks. I I signed a Jimmy's book. It was just like uh, Black Thought remembered me because Mike brought me in on a different date to just come and walk around and see the studio and shit. So like. I got to meet everybody already. And then the fact that they came back, they was like, oh shit, I heard you was here. Came up, talked. I'm like talking to Black Thought about rap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's, fuck him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> at any, at, well, any, at yeah. any point, you're talking, you're talking to Black Thought about rap music. And this is like awesome. You know, that's, that's an amazing conversation having. At any point during that conversation, you're like, oh shit, I got to perform my jokes. Like, do you ever, like, does the it, reality hit you at all? No, I was, I was flowing. You know what I'm saying? Like I brought Alex Babbitt and Nico White with me, so they just in the dressing room kicking it with me. And like these motherfuckers, we met when I met when I started. So like Nico already was well into it, but like me and Alex kind of started around the same time. And Nico, even though he was well into it, he was still super young. So like we all the same age group. We knew each other. This was crazy. You know what I'm saying? We was standing outside the trains before this three in the morning talking, and now we inside this freaking dressing room. My name on it. You know what I mean? My manager brought big ass bottle of champagne. I'm pop- I ain't never pop a bottle <laughs> in my motherfucking life. <laughs> I popped a bottle like a rapper. Man, popping bottles in this damn room. They, they had to tell me to take the cookies because I didn't even know it was my cookies. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> Mike was like, "Hey, them, them shits is yours. Take that." I was like, "For real? Oh Am I gonna get in trouble if I take these cookies?" Bullshit. That gum too. I'm throwing shit. <laughs> it was just crazy. It was crazy. So then you get insane. so so you you get on stage and oh, yeah, obviously you you're, a, you're recording. No, so we do a live. rehearsal first. Oh, okay. okay, did the rehearsal and Mike is like telling me about the rehearsal. He's like, listen, here's the warning: don't lose confidence. You might bomb in the rehearsal. We work here. This just like tell me, same thing you say with the comedy staff. We see this shit every day. Mm-hmm. Don't take it personal. So if you don't hear any laughs, don't. Worry about it. We just That's too. To like half you. of them is like they're doing their own they're job. Doing, it's not this, even it's yeah. like he's doing the camera. He's doing that. He can't pay attention to your jokes. So I'm like, all right, no problem. I don't know. Again, I'm not expecting anything. Whatever you say, I'm just gonna listen, coach. That's how I was running it. I'm like, you got it. Running like a like sports. Go out and do it. I do it. And fucking this shit is going crazy. I'm getting lashed from the director, nigga. He's fucking. The You're just rehearsing in front of the staff. Just rehearsing. And it's like, they taking pictures like this thing. Okay. It's hitting. Everything's going well. And I didn't curse. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up. But I was gonna, well, you know, you got, you got to bring that up. Yeah. We'll, we'll so wait till we get there. For a month, I've been running this, this set for like at least a month. So within that month, I go up a bunch. I go up at the cellar like seven times. I'm going up. I'm doing every guest spot you give me. I'm doing the same set up top. So I would, if you were to listen, you'd be at the comedy club, you know, you know comedy club. Usually like 10, 10 minutes. So I'll do the first five pristine. I'm not cursing. I'm not saying anything. And then the second I finish where I know the, <laughs> the the last line is, I'll like joke about, all right, now I'm back, motherfucker. And I'll start messing around. So that was like that for months. And I, I was killing it. Rehearsal. No curse. Got was getting laughs when I was told it wasn't. I was like, I'm good. And then I'll go on. I'm having too much fun. Yeah, too relaxed. <laughs> I guess that's the thing. You like, are you nervous? And my nerves, a hundred percent. I am absolutely nervous. I'm not. I don't want people that be like, oh, I'm not scared. Were you shitting me? Definitely nervous. But it just so happens that the nerves also come out as 
I'm excited. So then yeah. all the nerves turn into, oh, I'm happy. <laughs> it goes from I'm terrified to, wow, I'm happy. And then it, I become, I act like my regular self. And that regular self, I curse sometimes. And then, you know. So in the middle, for those who haven't seen the set, in the middle of your the recording of the set that's going to be on uh-huh. national TV, uh, you you say you, you drop the f bomb, right? Yeah. It gets it gets bleeped out in on the YouTube video. Uh, <laughs> it's so great. But I'm going to tell you what I I saw that and I was kind of like at first I was like is that just like a my my laptop skip or something? <laughs> and I'm, I'm watching and I'm watching you. I'm from so from the optics. You just rolled. Like it, yeah, it was it almost got, like you didn't realize you said it. No, I knew I said it. Yeah. So, like in, your, <laughs> so in, your, in, in your head, are you like, oh fuck? Exactly. The second I I'm, I said it, I, I felt it. You know what I'm like? I was just like, no, 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 no. Pushed the words back in. I was like, I felt it come out. And I'm like, it's too late, whatever. I'd say it. And in my brain, I'm like, all right, they'll never bring me back. Ain't nobody. He talked about, listen, you may or may not get the chair. So if you know you get the chair, here's how you do the chair. And the second I say it, I'm like, forget wow. that shit. Forget the chair. He ain't calling you. Just do your set. Just finish your job. Just run the, just run the play. Finish your job. And I say the next line got a little pause break. So it get it got like a chance for me to shut up. And like I guess that contrast like glazed over the curse. Yeah. And then the next thing I said got a harder laugh. And then the next thing got a pause break again. And then it just like I saw faces. I'm looking at them, and I'm like, okay. I'm looking at the people, the staff. My, I'm like, all right, y'all, y'all not mad. So I'm just <laughs> keep going. I finish. I'm done. And then I'm hearing the roots laughing and everything. If you watch, you see me shake Jimmy's hand, and I start to walk in a different direction because I'm assuming they ain't not a fucking chance I'm going to that chair. So I'm just like, it's game over. And he had to double tap, like, come. <laughs> You still get to, I liked what you, and he was yeah. telling me the joke she was like, and I was like, this is fucking insane. I fucked up. I'm thinking it's over, but he's like having fun. And then I, and I, the shit finishes. I'm at the chair, show's wrapped. And then uh, we done. They walk me around back to the, the backstage. I get in my room, management runs in and everything, celebrate. And I'm still there like, I'm, I, uh-uh. I think I'm in trouble. It's over. And then Jimmy comes in. Then he walked into my dressing room. Did he, nobody fucking does that. And he walks in and he was like, oh my God, that was great. I had, that's how I make like a video. Alex caught a video of it. He was like, the girls loved you. I heard him. That joke you said about the thing, he quoting shit back. I'm like, oh, so I didn't bomb? Because in my brain, you hear it to my laugh ears. I have bomb ears. I swear this shit going bad. Did you bring it up? Were you like, but I said fuck. You, you, no. You're like, I'm not saying I'm shit. nervous. Yeah, I'm uh-huh. like, if you look happy and everybody's telling me this, this went the way we wanted it to go. I'm going to just shut up and be like, all right, you satisfied with the product. I'm terrified. I'm still thinking about all the other things I could have said and what line I could have hit different. And I probably could have got three applause breaks. I'm still running. Alex is like, yo, shut up. Enjoy it, dude. Look around. Everybody's having, like, pay attention. Nico's like, relax. I'm like, I can't. (laughs) Freaking out still. And then he comes in. They let me sign a book. I mean, it's just like, okay, so... That helped like solidify that. All right, this did go well, and then as time went on, and I met more people, and people hit me up about it, and it helped me understand that I didn't. Because as far as I was concerned, I was like, I didn't do what I wanted. Yeah, and then it just turned out that yeah, it worked out. But ultimately, you're now that you're sitting here a week later, a week removed, you're happy with 
what yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. I list. That's another thing. I did the same same thing for the JFL. So I always had to do this. Like I like I record. I would record these important sets because so, just so I could be like, did it? Did was it me? That's that's like I always want to know. Was it whose fault was it? Did did I fuck it up? Did I not get what was supposed to be gotten? You know what I mean? Like how is a set supposed to sound objectively? So I'll listen to the big dogs tonight show, and I'm not even listen looking. I'm just listening to hear it, and then I'll listen to mine. I'm like, all right. That sound comparable or better. I'm okay. I guess I did the job. So the second I could lift that barrier of like, I did the job, then I'm able to like try to enjoy the rest of it. And then I like for real, like my friends had to help me. Eagle told me to relax a couple. Like they literally had to help me enjoy the result because I couldn't stop obsessing. Like, well, what if I had said this one though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, that's a. To be honest with you, that's actually not that bad of a uh, quality to have. You know, something goes good, you always want to make it better. You always want to get better and get better, but don't let it. Don't get obsessed about it. Yeah. Because you did go on the Tonight Show, and you crushed it. Jimmy Fallon told you you crushed it. All your friends are telling you you crushed it. It's good to be like, well, it could have been better. All right. Yeah. But you also did. You crushed it. And that Thanks, and that's a cool man. thing to do. And I think Andre, I, I'm like I'm I'm so glad you came in and talked to us because I think if any if anyone's listening and you know they're they're trying to figure out like you know what do I got to do to get to the Tonight Show? I think the mix of your hard work, mm. you know, go travel and do whatever you got to do just for stage time. Your confidence, you're a very confident person in your, in yourself, and but you're also a positive person. So it's not like an overconfidence. And I think those three qualities about you, like. You're going to have another chance. I'm pretty sure you're going to have another chance to be better on The Tonight Show because yeah. you're going to be on The Tonight Show Shit, thanks, man. a couple more times. So I'm, I'm, I'm really glad Appreciate you came that. in and let us know about that. It was, it's a, that's a great story, man. I'm, um, I'm pretty happy for you. Yeah, that's the yeah. most delightful story. <laughs> <laughs> that whole day. So, Emilio, you got anything else? Uh, you know, I, I, I really dug hearing just the unbridled joy that you had because you know i i think it does get lost in this whole mix of this of this comedy thing that we're all in people don't want to allow themselves to enjoy things you know it's almost like oh you know it was whatever or you know it was okay it was good whatever this but like no it was a big deal and you know they're never that's always going to be you did the tonight show and you know where you go from here is going to be up to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And again, we talked about this, just you and I talking, like yeah. this is the beginning. You know, you got to you gotta get back to work, you know? Absolutely. It's just like, you know, if you do, the athlete mentality, right? For you know, really? you win a game, you wake up the next day, you're back at it. There's still a season. You got you know? 30 more, 82, 80, <laughs> whatever sports you got, you got a lot of games left. And you're yeah. looking around you. You're, I mean, there's still, I'm sure, clubs you want to get into more yeah. regularly. There's more work you want to do. There's other TV stuff you want to do. And um, when you walk into a comedy club in New York, there's killers all around you. Uh, absolutely. You yeah. know, and it yeah. keeps you, it keeps you hungry. Yep. You know, but but it's good that you've you let yourself feel the moment because that's a big moment. And I'm sure your parents are proud. We're oh, yeah, proud yeah. of you, you know. Um Shit, appreciate and it. it's, it's great. And you should be proud. That's that's a real fucking legit accomplishment. So congratulations. Thank yeah, you. Congratulations. That's uh, that's Andre D. Thompson. Don't forget appreciate the D. Uh you got anything coming out you want to plug? Not right now. Not, not I want to plug right now. There's things I'm working on, but like good. It, between spots podcast, Andre D. Thompson, everything that's updated through that, you'll find me through that. 
Great. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. That's uh, that's Andre D. Thompson. Thanks for coming in. Uh, quick little uh, reminder, though, this is the New York Comedy Club podcast brought to you by the Paper House Network. That's right. We are, are now on a new network, the Paper House Network, where you can also find the Pinch Music Podcast and the Carrie Allen Picture Show. So for all you movie fans, make sure you're checking out the Carrie Allen Picture Show and all my music nerds. Check out the Pinch Music Podcast. Andre, thanks for coming in, and Thank we'll Thank talk you so to you much. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the New York Comedy Club Podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, and leave a comment. And for tickets to the club, check out newyorkcomedyclub.com.